Welcome to Idea Factory Giveaway, a guest-guided mapping expedition to the borders of human creativity. I'm John, and this is all my fault. I'm Besha, and this is definitely my fault. <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad that we have reached a point where you can acknowledge that this really was all your fault. You know, I learned it from Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Verse one, it ain't my fault. Verse two, hell, it could be my fault. Verse three, it's my own damn fault. <laughs> the, the, the arc of the human drama. Yep. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm over being ashamed of my vast knowledge of the work of Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> it's good that at least one of us has it because I have basically zero. So um, between us, you know, I'm sure that we average out to, uh, you know. A normal a, person. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it sounds like you average out to half a vast. Exactly. <laughs> oh, listeners, please welcome back for his second episode, the fantastic Gary. Thank you, John. I kind of feel like the fantastic Gary might be maybe a like a stage magician. Yeah. But like a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If I was going to be a stage magician, I'd really kind of like to have a, 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 a cheese thing going on there. Just uh, just own it. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like the Mike Birbiglia of stage musician, uh, magicians. I, I, I feel like that that's possible, but I want you to have at least one trick where the audience has no idea how it happened and they're all a little freaked out. <laughs> I, I, I would be entirely down to let them uh, think I was a complete scrub and then blow their, their little minds, yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. I can see it now. How, how are we all doing on this fine evening? Drinking limeade noisily. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I got a loyal dog here keeping me company, so I'm doing good. Excellent. Do uh, here's a question that I want to pose to all of you. Do, have, do you try to notice when Trader Joe's gets rid of its what we think of as perhaps seasonal products? I notice. Sadly, there is no Trader Joe's near me. <gasps> really? Really? They put in a Whole Foods four blocks from where I live, and they they. Uh, dragged their heels on it for years even at a point in time where we had really bad snows one winter and the nearest Trader Joe's like 25 miles away their ceiling collapsed, their roof collapsed from the weight of the snow and they were looking for a place to put another one in and they could have just snaked in that location from Whole Foods but no so I got uh, Bezosarama down the block and and no, no TJ <laughs> Huh. I mean, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but uh, here, here's a question. Uh, well, I guess, hmm, I guess this is just for Besher, but maybe for Gary, depending on. Uh, do you think of chocolate oranges as a holiday, uh, like specifically a yes. Christmas time holiday thing? Yep. Yeah. Goes yeah. in the bottom of the stocking. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because um, I thought that they were like a seasonal holiday thing, so I, I started a stockpile of them. But I was—I feel like I was in a Trader Joe's fairly recently, and I still saw some. Huh. And we are well past the Christmas holiday. Well, you can get a packet of candy corn from the back of the shelf any time of the year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I suppose that's true. And I know you will because you're knowing John. that way, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, 
all I'm going to say is that candy corn is delicious, and it makes very, very good vodka. <laughs> all I'm going to say, candy corn is the opposite of flavor, and nothing makes vodka good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can see that we have, we have some it room. Is, we have... It is less a flavor country than a flavor no man's land. <laughs> we, we have some basis for negotiation. I mean, evil is a flavor, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah. There's beets. That, that that we can reserve. Mediocrity the, hath a flavor. It, I, I, and I think that in that case, it is the uh, it's the Swedish fish Oreos. <gasps> Which you see, you I, you just used words, John, in combination, and I know what they all mean individually. Well, but they make no sense. It, it's you. You'd think that this would be a good idea for the following reason. I'm just I'm just walk with me on this journey for just a moment. <laughs> we know that candy. Uh, sorry, we know that. Specifically, we know that chocolate and fruit flavors go together, right? Mm-hmm. Can we agree that yeah. it's chocolate and raspberry, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. Chocolate and orange, chocolate and cherry. We, can, we, can we also agree that the candy, Swedish fish, approximates some kind of berry or you know, yeah. red fruit flavor, right? Cherry so cough you, syrup. Yeah. So, so you would think, then, that the marriage of Swedish fish and Oreo would be a natural fit. No. No. Sorry, no. No. I mean, it mostly tastes like gelatin. I suppose. Well, you know, it turns out that uh, that you all were right, and I was wrong. The Swedish fish Oreos were hideous, and I don't think that they will ever come back. The way that some other specialty Oreos seem to have made a return every now and then. Like the S'moreos are back. Oh, I had one of those. Yeah, that that works. And you you know why those Swedish fish Oreos would not work, John? Why? Because it's not just a clash of the flavors. You have completely different brain expectations for textures. Mm, yeah. <sighs> Whereas be... a s'more and an Oreo both have that crumbly, crunchy component to it and a gooey mm. component to it. Mm. That's a perfect complement. Inarguable. Do, 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 do. I suppose at this point we should probably tell everybody what we're doing on this show. (laughs) That's probably a good idea. All right. Well, that's easy. I've got a decade's worth of unedited ideas piled up in a single spreadsheet. And now my friends, like Gary, get to poke around in it because there might be something good in there. If you, the listener, hear one and you agree it's good, I want you to take it and run. I just want credit. I want to cut. Gary, we gave you access to the pile and I believe you've found some gems. I believe I have. I believe I found some magic. (laughs) (laughs) Please. Let's start with one I am about five nine certain what this is, and in that possibility that I am wrong, it's going to only be more magical, and that is the J bat signal. Uh, Who does the J summon? I think it's. I would think that would be you, John. To summon me. Oh my god. Um. (laughs) Now, what I desperately want to know here is, is this just a plain J? Do we have one of those uh, black letter fracture things going on here? Is it uh, contorted past all normal J-ness to make a J-orang shape or something like that? Because we need something if it's going to be on a bat signal. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Come on, it's your signal, John. You gotta I, have yeah, some no, idea. I, I think it was probably a J, just the letter, a capital. In my mind, I'm picturing like a like a Helvetica letter J with just bat wings coming off of it for no reason. 
that yeah i mean so here, i mean here's the thing right the and this is something that i'm sure i did not think about when i for when i when i wrote this idea down which is um when the bat signal is lit in gotham city that basically means batman needs to come to the roof the the police precinct where mm-hmm. they where they keep the light right but where where would the J signal summon me? I I don't, I don't have an answer for that. To the Wendy. internet. <laughs> <laughs> to Wendy's. <laughs> yeah. That all you know what? Both of those are equally valid answers. And what do you do there when you see the J signal? Do you drop everything? Do you, do you call over Mavis and say you have to take Quentin the city calls? <laughs> I think so. I mean, this. I, I am so. certain that this idea was had well before, probably, bef- um, certainly before I had Quentin, and almost certainly well before I met Mavis. <laughs> well, you have to keep these ideas with the times, John. It's true. It's true. So, and yes. so what, what I'm going to suggest here is that you need a little Helvetica J with bat wings embroidered baby Bjorn. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously, Quentin's got to go with you. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's true. It's true. Although at this point, now that he can walk, um, is you know, uh, is he's capable of independent? I, 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 I can see a full costume. Sidecar. He needs a sidecar. Side you train him as your sidekick. And a tiny helmet. Ooh. Oh, that's all good. That's all very good. All right. Noted. It is. It is taken under advisement. <laughs> so now you need a cue signal. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, I'm trying to think of what, in his current at his current age of uh, just a little over a year and a half, what possible like problem would need that would necessitate the existence of a cue signal? Well, <laughs> duh. There's not enough Quentin in my vicinity. <laughs> <laughs> we have too many blocks. One must be stuffed behind the refrigerator. <laughs> Like the cue signal. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yes, we need someone to take magnetic letters off a fridge and shove them so far under the fridge that a special tool is needed. Have you made that tool yet, John? I did. I did. Oh, I, I, I went to my closet with a pair of pliers and I unbent a coat hanger. I still have no idea how. I mean, like, he just must have given it a mighty shove because it was like further back than I've ever seen anything. I mean, like, uh, it's, it's a minor miracle that the flashlight on my phone was even capable of reaching that far. So, yeah. Yeah, that's clearly the, the, the primary use of the Q signal. What is next on the list, Gary? Uh, I, I know that this has been covered on the show before, but before Quentin came along, so I want to hear about the differences in the personal crest slash emblem slash logo idea. Yeah. To be honest with you, I didn't really have a strong vision for it because I figured that I would need to, you know, subcontract with an actual illustrator or designer and sort of in the process of ideation that, you know, that, that it would become clear what needed to be on there. So, yeah, honestly, I, I, I really didn't have a clear notion of what it would look like. And that was kind of the, you know, the, the, the delicious mystery of it. it was sort of just like, I wonder what it would even look like. I have on occasion, like considered to find it because i have a fair number of design and illustration friends and being like mm-hmm. let's let's do this but I, I would need to pay them for their time and of course um you know like i just i want to i don't have that kind of disposable income yet the rules of heraldry say oh god that what whatever crest you come up with for yourself and whatever mavis comes up for herself there are certain ways that those must be combined mm-hmm. oh for quentin oh 
That had not occurred to me. Huh. You, you, you have to bequeath him his coat of arms. Oh, yeah, no, see, I... Uh, in, in my mind, I, I pictured it less as, as like a heraldic crest, like, specifically, and more of just sort of like a... Honestly, more of like a brand logo. <laughs> <laughs> Well, easy. Just go on the internet, find one of those sites making fun of the latest Pepsi logo design, and uh, recolor it. <laughs> uh, you know, but th- there there are still considerations of of of, uh, of of design and shape and typography that you know that really only a true illustrator or designer would be able to help me out with. And I just I need to compensate them fairly for their time, of which I'm going to bet you know that would be a not insignificant investment. Or and work with me on this. Hmm. You give. Quentin the 64 color box of Crayolas and see what he can come up with. Yeah. I, so we like the Q signal. (laughs) (laughs) If if you would like um, a storm of circular scribbles placed on any paper surface with a marker or a crayon, uh, he's got you covered. Mm-hmm. We we have a actually we, um, we have a spiral notebook that I have labeled Quentin's big book of signs and portents, uh, <laughs> in which he like you know uh, he just opens to a random page and we hand him a crayon and he just kind of scribbles. I I can't wait for this artifact to surface like fifteen years from now. Oh no, you hang on to that until prom night, my friend. Yep. <laughs> yep. Especially because on each page I try to scribble an actual, you know, like I'll, I'll put like, you know, like an a, interpretation. Uh, like, well, just, yeah, I, I just, I slap also in crayon scribbling, you know, just kind of like a lightning bolt or a hand or an eye or like, you know, some kind of, <laughs> some kind of mystic runic sign that I'm just making up. I, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's one of my favorite current pastimes. <laughs> you, you had a whole Tumblr along these lines, John. I mean, why, why are you not uh, going whole hog and, and doing the magazine cutout style captions. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would. Uh, I think that I will when he starts getting into more representational art, because currently he is obsessed with the abstract. Mm. That's just the, it's true. I should I should maybe put these up on Instagram at some point. But but yeah, I forget what we were talking about. Oh right, yes, the the, the crest, the, the the family brand mark. Yeah, that's 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 all I've got currently. I, I, I actually don't know what would go on it, and I would challenge any designer friend listening to maybe think about it, and then let's let's talk later. What is next? What is next? Stuffed animal quadcopters. <laughs> is there anything in the notes field for this one? John, do you think I would pick something that had anything in the notes? <laughs> <laughs> What? Okay. I mean, I. <laughs> you know what? You know what? We're all what, okay. Are all of us picturing something like <clears throat> a stuffed animal that is positioned horizontally, with its arms and legs sort of splayed out at an X, and you know a propeller <laughs> in the dorsal surface of of its of its little hands, and. Um, and the bottoms of its so that yeah so basically it it, it just looks like a, a flying teddy bear, just kind of, like why is that? As I think about it, why is that not a thing? Why can be- you not because get... it would be subtitled the Traumatizer Three Thousand when Snoopy <laughs> cut your child to ribbons is why. <laughs> you can you can put guards on them. <laughs> Right, well, you could. I'm sure that you could put guards on the on the, on the blades, and <laughs> I, I want to see this so badly now. Okay, 
Have you ever tried to fly a quadcopter? No, never. Okay. <laughs> Anyone that would hoist a stuffed animal is going to be huge. It's going to have about a 12-second fly time, and it's going to spend all of its time catching every stray waft because a door got closed three rooms ago, uh, three rooms away, or you got uh, the air conditioner on, uh, careening off the walls and uh, off of small animals and off your child's skull. Children. That's why. <laughs> Now, what you have to do is put a camera in it so you catch all that from the quadcopter's <laughs> point of view. Right in its little fuzzy face. Right through the eyes. Oh, I, I, you know what I, I'm actually picturing is a Snoopy, like a, a Snoopy in his Red Baron configuration with four arms coming off of the, of the body of the doghouse made to look like aircraft cables and at the end of each one of those arms is of course the propeller blade but it's got like a little woodstock underneath it so it's 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 snoopy being carried by four woodstock style birds oh yeah no i want to see that now <laughs> damn so you want it you want you want a quadcopter sop with woodstock Yes, and I think mm-hmm. that it could be constructed out of foam or something fairly lightweight. Like it could be done. There are cameras that ca- there are drones that carry cameras. I'm sure you could make one that can carry a Snoopy made out of styrofoam. Oh, I'm just, Snoopy! I'm just talking here. Oh, Snoopy! Oh God! You don't deserve this, I've, Snoopy. No. I, I, I just I, I can see it in my mind, and it's great. Somebody make it. <laughs> I, I on, on behalf of your child who still has some innocence, I'm apologizing right now. <laughs> Before it's shattered inevitably, along with, you know, his humorous. That's fair. (laughs) All right. What's the next thing on the list? This is a question, but it's in the category product. Okay. Where are the engineers at? It's a product, huh? It's a product. Nothing in the notes field? John. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is my best. This is my best shot at what I think this must have been is it's it's either a, it's maybe it's an app or something where you are a person who has a problem and you know you do not possess the engineering knowledge necessary to carry it out so you input in, in, into the app let's say it's let's pretend for the sake of argument that it's an app and uh, you know you, you put in kind of like here's what my problem is and maybe you're able to assign some tags to it you know mechanical engineering uh, electrical whatever and you know you, you put it out there and then within let's say a, a, a 10 20 mile radius everybody with the correct engineering degree just gets a notification on their phone (laughs) and they open it up and it points them to the app and the problem and you know like maybe they can put up like sort of like oh i can solve that problem for twenty dollars or whatever and it and it's it's basically like it enables you to locate and hire engineering knowledge for the problem that you would like to solve so what you're saying is that Stack Exchange, Fiverr, and Tinder yeah. needed to a have baby. a child together? <laughs> yes. I find it difficult to argue with the uh, the definitiveness of your, your confidence there, John. <laughs> you, are, you are absolutely convinced that this is something that needs to happen. <laughs> at the very least, let's put it this way. At the very least, I can think of no reason not to do it. I mean, aside from the fact that, like, it, it might be that, like, demand may not be there. But I, I could argue that in a world where this app exists, the world is at least no worse. Mm. Right? Mm. Right? 
Maybe. I mean, we have counterexamples from fiction. Nice Pete found an engineer and he decided to crowdfund murder. (laughs) It's true, but he had to pay extra for the driver. So, you know. But now he can get the driver. Even in that, there are fail safes. No murder. Got it. I was. I was thinking about my bullet ant gun. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think that's an argument against right there. Uh, You know what? I think, though, that as an engineer, you are allowed to charge extra for something that could be used as a weapon. Uh, No, that's kind of the opposite of how it works, John. (laughs) They made me make a promise in everything (laughs) when I graduated. Do me a favor. Look up the words Iron Ring sometimes sung. (laughs) Everything we do must be first for the public good. (laughs) Fair. Fair. You know what? Maybe that's what we call the app. The Iron Ring. I got nothing. (laughs) I think that you're right. I mean, I would still like to see it, but I, 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 I think that you are right. It's in this slightly adversarial process that true genius is refined and the dross is separated out. Precisely. (laughs) I believe we have time for at least one more. I think that this has got some meat on it, but I want to hear your particular thoughts. Mm. Sellout week for (gasps) webcomics. Sellout week. Oh, God. I think this was an idea that might have been conceived during a Comic-Con at some point. We, it was an idea where mm, every webcomic of note pretends to have sold out to some major corporation for like an enti- and produces an entire week's worth of content around that concept. That, that was basically it. But, but, but crucially, everybody had to be in on the joke. Like all of the, all of the webcomics people mm-hmm. um, as one unified front in one particular week. And I think that it would have been great. So are they selling out to an actual product? Is everybody like product placing Pizza Hut into their strips casually? Or are they <laughs> explicitly referencing Archer Daniels Midland? I, you know what? I think it's up to each individual, but it has to be Leah. It has to be a giant multinational mega corporation, and they have to really go for it. How do you choose the beneficiary? Oh, that's up to them. I mean, you know, I, 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 I just, I just wanted to see what it would have looked like. So, <laughs> like which company? You, you have to have a, a, a confab of web comics where they all agree to push one corporation. I think each one of them picks one. Okay. Do they all do it the same week? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. How how do you tell if the Perry Bible Fellowship is doing it sincerely? <laughs> you don't. You don't. You just. You, it's just something that that the entire web comics reading population observes and is mystified by. Hmm. I, yeah, this had to have been have been con- conceived probably on like a a Sunday of Comic Con fever dream. 
you you have been known to have some some humdinger ideas in that time frame, especially <laughs> well, think, if Thai food is involved. I think we all have, right? <laughs> at that point, uh, for the listeners, for those of you who don't know, Gary is kind of like he is the Eminence Grise behind all of web comics, and so he so I up until the birth of Quentin actually would spend San Diego Comic Con helping some friends of mine who have excellent web comics run their booth. And I've been doing it for many, many years, and that's that's actually how I know Gary. But the thing is that San Diego Comic Con is the biggest one, and so by the end of its essentially five day span, we are all insane. Mm. <laughs> and that's that's yeah, that's that that almost certainly is where this idea was conceived. <laughs> On the other hand, sometimes you come up with things like the uh, the all errors of Star Trek private branded cruise ship, uh, which, <laughs> which, which, which has, I still believe has been on the show, which which I still believe is a money maker for somebody. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Once once you you know like figure out the outlay for the ship and the costumes and hiring all of the the personnel. But I, I think that it could be done. I think that you there are enough Star Trek nerds out there that you could find some who were competent enough as actors, but also as service workers. Like, it, it could be done. It would take a lot of work to do, but it could be done. By the way, Ian said to ask you what your favorite Star Trek uniform is. The DS9 Voyager, uh, not the gray padded one, but the, the DS9 Voyager. He'll know what I... He will absolutely know. <laughs> You That's just like what a, that rolled up sleeves look, John. It's 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 there's something about having the color on the shoulders that is I think it's the cleanest look and I am right and everybody can fight me. I believe you. Amazing. <laughs> Gary, do you have maybe one more? I think I might have one more, which is Incredible. mapping dog borders. <laughs> Yes. Okay. It starts as a scientific research project, but it maybe it, it becomes when everybody when it's like like Google Glass style uh, or or Microsoft Hololens style AR overlays become a universal thing. What it does is you you figure out how to map the borders of what dogs think is their territory. And then I just I just want to see it. I want I want like a I want an augmented reality view of what every like which territory belongs to which dog and like where they think their borders start and stop. Like I am super curious. I I, I, I go ahead, Russia. Sorry. I, I was just gonna say there's a there was a fantastic map of San Francisco that was um what where do you live and what do you call your neighborhood that was it was a little bit of a heat map and I envision it being kind of like that where you're like wait no that overlap what no those all overlap <laughs> exactly but because both of you are dog owners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but speaking as somebody who works in IT and teaches security and is more than a little bit privacy-obsessed and deals in sweet, sweet, untraceable cash as much as, as, much as possible, <laughs> how do I opt my dog out of this? <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to have the Google car following my dog around and noting where she's sniffing or where she's marking? Yeah, the the, the actual how, how, how do I get my dog's data out of this data set? <laughs> I I don't know how you would even acquire the data in the first place. So the, that that the only choice is to do it now, open source. Just just, just <laughs> embrace it. It is just a matter of time before Amazon makes it the law. You have to use their collars, and they've all exactly. got little little cell 
sight signals in them. And and no, no, I dissent. I must dissent I, I against mean, something that, so monstrous. That that tells you where the dog has been, but it doesn't tell you where the dog thinks his territory is. You know what I mean? Like that. That's what I truly want to know. Is like which like wh- which what land does whiskey directly on top of my microphone at the moment? Why are you like this? Why are you? Um, is it because I'm talking and you think I'm talking to you? Stop. My chin. Whiskey thinks that my chin and my neck is her territory. I, I'm talking to whiskey. Hi, whiskey. You're a good dog, whiskey. I've got headphones on, but she did perk up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you're garbage. <laughs> and also, I mean, if you own multiple dogs, yeah, like, do they think that their territory, like, you know what I mean? Like, is there, yeah. So that's all. I just, I would love to map dog borders. I just want to see the world as they think that you know. It, it, the, the, I think your only real recourse here is to ask them, which puts me in mind of a little piece of microfiction I saw on Twitter the other day. Hmm where a genie appears to a guy and says, you've got three wishes. The guy says, I want my dog to be able yeah. to talk. Genie says, okay. And the guy turns to his dog and says, okay, buddy, you got two wishes. Yeah. <laughs> and the dog's third wish was to go outside. <laughs> He's like, I want back inside. The genie's like, you're out of wishes. And the guy's like, I'll let you inside, buddy. <laughs> Ow, stop biting me. Why are you like this? Perhaps there is a sign that we should move on to the next part of the show, which is where we give a terrible recommendation or we showcase an idea from our guest. Gary, do you have an idea that you want to give away? I am all out of ideas. I gave away a million-dollar idea last time I was on the show, so I'll I'll listen to a terrible recommendation if you got one. Does anybody have? I have a terrible terrible? recommendation. Yes, it's that you should constantly make jokes with your significant other uh, in the voice of your dog talking about murder and doing crimes, (laughs) and and ideally calling each other names like "Feed me, bitch! Feed me now, or I will do a crime on you!" And then forget yourself and say those things in public. We're at the dog park. Amazing. Okay. I will gut you like a fish. <laughs> Incredible. I, I, there's no way to top that. And that's I think why I can't might... have children. <laughs> or that's fair, I guess. I mean, I think you'd be great at it, but that's just me. I will fucking right. cut you. Give me my binky now. <laughs> Do you want to die tonight? <laughs> And then you start doing that as you're talking to and as your baby, as you're, like, in the park and everyone's, like, moving their kids away from you slowly. You know, that doesn't sound terrible. That sounds That's like true. you just yeah. won. Yeah, there's there, there have to be parents like that in the world. <laughs> there just have to. On that note, I think it might be time for us to let everybody know where we can be found on the internet. For me, that is super easy because my friend Jen set this up. Uh, Jennifer Marie on Twitter. Uh, you can find links to my Twitter, Instagram, and highly entertaining newsletter all in one place at flavor.country. Go there now. You can find me on Twitter as Besha, B-E-S-H-A. And you can find me on Twitter as Fleenguy, F-L-E-E-N-G-U-Y. If you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe to the show by searching for Idea Factory Giveaway in your podcast app of choice and let John know if it doesn't pop up. If you're already there, go ahead and leave a five star rating and or a nice review it would help us out a lot if you've already done that why not tell a friend why not tell all your friends 
why not make new friends just so that you can tell them about it? I have a friend. A friend? I, I believe it. I believe it. Thank you for listening. And once again, if you've heard an idea you like, go ahead and do it. I just want credit. And I want a cut. Do 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 do.